0: Welcome back, everybody, to another fun-filled episode of the We Are Adult Show, brought to you by Head Productions. I'm your host, Sean, across the way, as always. Danny, how are you, man? Oh man,
1: Sean, I, I have a I have a case of the feel bads.
0: Case of the Mondays.
1: No, we we made a you well not and but we I was gonna say we but you made a a dreadful mistake and I I made the mistake of not correcting you last week on the show. <laughs>
0: Did Solid that call us out on something? Yes, and he, something very like personal Damn to him. Is it? This is why we can't have real listeners because then we can't just bullshit and bullshit our way through everything. He was. He was. His feelings were a little hurt
1: that you don't remember meeting him.
0: Dude, I have the worst memory though, and it's been like two years since I've been to California. <laughs> oh.
1: Like you, you met him. You hung out with him. We, 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 broke bread, and you actually had a beer with him.
0: I'm trying to remember. I'll
1: give you, I'll give you a so, major hint. Anime Expo.
0: I, I don't remember anything about Anime Expo outside of really long lines and stinky people and the, the super awkward uh, maid cafe.
1: I mean, yeah, that was those were the highlights. But yes, we hung out with him <laughs> a I, whole day. Like, I, I got to the point where like I became the third wheel. You two and you and him would just like
0: walked off going places together. This is why I should have took a picture of us and put it in my wallet so I'd remember what it looked like. Maybe maybe a little eight by ten and put it on your desk at work. Mm-hmm. Exactly, so I could just always be like, I remember that weekend. I we forgot about Danny
1: because. Yeah, because we went and had, we walked over and had Mexican food at the mm-hmm. like the place that was like everything around it had been torn down except for the restaurant we had the Mexican food at. Well,
0: because we had to walk under the one bridge right to get to our our room.
1: Yeah, but we went the other way. We went towards like more towards the city as opposed to the
0: wrong side of the
1: bridge where our, our Airbnb was.
0: My mind feels like that episode of spongebob where he goes what's our name what's our what's our name because so they threw everything <laughs> and like they're just fucking run going through everything like my brain is starting to hurt like i can't even remember going to get mexican food right now
1: uh it's like that's that one time where it was like spongebob where's leaving bikini bottom <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, Solid Snack. I'm, I'm terrible. That's why we can't be friends, because I'm a terrible friend, and you deserve better.
1: Yes, we all deserve better.
0: And yet... Mm. I'm glad that you at least didn't remember that we hung out as well last week, so...
1: And well, and the sad part is is me and uh, Solid had talked about it like not that long before <laughs> that we had hung out. So I'm even worse friend, because I
0: talked to him about hanging out. I'm sure if I, I bet if I saw his face, it would help me remember. Like the like, much said, if you saw you saw his face, you then you're a believer. Exactly, I am a very visual person. I have to look at it. Like when, like I always have to tell people when they try to read me something. I'm like, can I just look at it? <laughs> I'm like, I, like I get, I, I have a mini meltdown in my mind when I'm trying to. When you call out three numbers at a time and I feel like I'm going to fuck it up, I get, like, overly anxious about it. <laughs> like, I just want to see it. Just let me see it and do it. It's okay. It's not you, it's me. Oh, I'm sorry, Solid I, I Lunch is on me when I go out there. Now, I don't know, maybe he doesn't want to meet you since you don't remember him. That's fine. I mean I don't blame him at all. But you're still gonna have to see Danny at work, so it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Danny will you. buy you lunch next time.
1: And I'll just I'll just charge it to Sean's uh, tab. I'll put it on Sean's tab.
0: <laughs> see it all works out at the end. <laughs> oh. oh man.
1: So what are you drinking, Sean? Um
0: before I uh before I uh, talk about my beer, Danny, raise your glass real quick. Raised. Raised. I just want to say happy birthday to my Faja, uh, my uh, longest time listener to the show, and uh, now the uh, the expert micro-brew uh, craft beer expert in the Denver Brew region, so happy birthday, bud. Happy birthday. And also, like,
1: famed, like, I guess... Um... Continental traveler of craft beer.
0: <laughs> exactly. Ugh. So, Daniel, I decided that um, I did a good job cleaning out my beer uh, fridge and getting it to a reasonable point and removing a lot of the older beers. So I opened up my Tavor box that came like two weeks ago (laughs) and put them in the, um, and uh, put it in the keyser. So I got all sorts of fun new sours to try. Um, so I got, I ordered a, um, I ordered some, um, this one sour and I got two different, um, ones, but this one is the Vice watermelon apricot sour. It's a Bilner Weiss style ale with uh, watermelon and apricot. And this is from Wild Barrel Brewing Company in San Marcos, California. It's, uh, I mean, it's definitely got a nice, uh, red hue through the whole beer. Um, no crazy uh, smells or it's just or i can't smell it cuz i've been drinking it for the last <laughs> 10 minutes
1: or you have coronavirus
0: <laughs> or that you know what my fear is whenever time it's like a watermelon beer you it's only on there's like no middle ground right it's it's bad or it's good like There's no okay, because it's all about, does that watermelon deliver, right? Right. And the watermelon delivers on this one, Danny. It's just a, um, it's not, um, I don't think it's sour really at all. Obviously there's sour notes in it, um, because it is a sour style beer, but you don't have to worry about like this overly, uh soury taste and it being hard to uh hard to drink um it just it's this is like a beautiful like you wanna um hang out by the pool and and uh drink this beer or do something uh easy out on the yard so definitely really good on untapped I'm giving it a 4 out of 5
1: 4 out of 5
0: mhm <sighs> I figured since I'm taking pictures to send to you anyways, I should just get better at just posting it at Untapped. Yeah, you probably should. Mm. I'm gonna try to get my one percent better train back on. Exactly. Get it back even, on the rail.
1: Even your Even your Faja is pretty pretty consistent about checking stuff into yeah.
0: the Untapped no. app. No, he's my inspiration on Untapped. He's he,
1: he's. We should all try to be better, like him.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, what are you drinking, Danny?
1: So, I only told my wife a partial truth about the beer I'm drinking because, you know, I you know, as it's been made uh, uh, pointed out plenty of times on the show, you know, I have way too much beer in my fridge. And so I'm like, I'm not gonna, you know, like you, I'm not gonna buy any beer until I drink down the beer. Except um, last week, I took my nieces to K1 Speed in Anaheim, and it just happened to be, that's, it's like in this pretty much right around the corner from Bottle Logic, like, in the, pretty much in the same business district. And so they had uh, locals only pickup release of a beer. So I, of course, bought some beers there, bought like a couple bottles, and I also bought a couple four-packs. Well, I bought one four-pack there, and then I went to the place I went to lunch, and Males bought a four-pack there. So that was that day. And then the guy, who, uh, El Cerrito Liquor, who does the Whiskey Picks, did a collaboration with Jay Wakefield, and he released a couple beers. And so I went there and bought a couple beers and a bottle of whiskey. And then I had to, I needed to um, ask Kim at La Bodega something. And so while I was there, I picked up some more beer. And so last week I spent, I'm so glad my wife doesn't listen to this, but I spent about, uh, roughly $600 on beer last week. <laughs>
0: <See>? <laughs> I was expecting a two, to be honest. I'm glad you, uh, you, uh, went way past my expectation.
1: I mean, over, like, three th- 350 of it was just at El Cerrito. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh... That's
1: but funny. so as far as she knows, when I was talking to Kim at La Bodega, I only bought one beer, the beer that I'm trying today. And even then she was like, wait, so you bought a new beer to try for the show instead of drinking the beer that's already in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> so the beer I picked today is the most gimmicky beer I've not only done on the show but probably ever drank by Prairie Artisan Ales. It is a spiky, spicy pickle monster it is a sour ale with sour dill pickles orange lemon and lime and so my wife left to go run some errands and before she left i uh, forced her to take a drink cuz as i told her it's her two favorite things spicy and pickles
0: <laughs> she doesn't like pickles
1: no she does not wow she likes she likes fried pickles like in the if they're in like the coins but if they're spears she won't eat them cuz it's she likes more batter-to-pickle ratio.
0: Mm, gotcha. Okay. And,
1: and so I've got a video of her drinking it. It's pretty hilarious, her reaction
0: of this <laughs> She drank uh, it,
1: and it was like, no, no, no.
0: No. Why? Why did I do this? <laughs> and
1: it's just, like, it... I almost got a backup beer, just in case, but then I'm like, no, it's only 12 ounces. I mean, worst case, I'll just chug it.
0: <laughs> well, it's weird, because you usually get, like, um... At least two breweries I know do pickle beers in the wintertime, do win, uh, pickle gozes. So Urban Artifact and Double Nickel both do a pickle beer around Christmas, and they both have a variation uh, that's spicy. Um, the Double Nickel one is really fucking spicy, so I, I don't know if that's... Like, it it's hard to drink spicy. <laughs> so I don't know if that's something, like, somebody wants for their... their um, Bloody Marys uh, this winter time But uh, if so, I'll pick you up some
1: Yeah, it seems more like A mixer type thing Like you said, for Bloody Marys or something Rather than just something you want to pour into a cup and Into your mouth
0: Yeah, because my girlfriend really likes pickle beers For whatever fucking reason Um, So like the normal one Is good The Urban Artifact Spicy one Is good The Double Nickel one Fire in your mouth (laughs) (laughs) so
1: well this one all right like before i was like kind of like i took a couple little sips i just because i was being a wussy as the kids Mm -hmm. say because it just smells like like it doesn't smell like anything like you can smell the orange and you can smell the citrus and the pickles and it's it's not um it's not like working together necessarily for the smell
0: -hmm. But then I took
1: a bigger drink and it's like, all right, there's like I got the more of the pickle and it's got a nice heat to it, but not like I hate myself. But you definitely know that there's some spiciness to the pickles. Mm. Gotcha. It's not like I think it's um like Famous Dave's or somebody where they have like their Inferno pickles that they have at the restaurant, but then they started canning them and or drying them and selling them. Yeah, it's not it's not like Inferno pickles, but it's definitely like. If you ever had a just a regular like spicy built pickle, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty good. It's actually surprisingly good. Like, I don't hate
0: it. Okay,
1: I don't think I, it's not one I can sit and by the pool and drink a six pack of these. But if you just want something fun and gimmicky, and if you really like pickles and like you, like the idea you said with mixing it with something like making Bloody Marys or something, yeah, it's it's. I I almost hate to admit that it's 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 kind of enjoyable.
0: but yeah you You only got and you only got one can
1: yeah Yeah. I'm sure you could probably get it on taper it was a can it was canned on May 25th so it's not like it was from Christmas time it's only a couple months old it's not out of date so yeah it still tastes good doesn't lose any of this pickle or maybe it lost some of the spice but that's a good thing because you can actually drink it yeah Oh man so I, I'm sure you saw this on Reddit Sean um, a fellow um, as, as someone who's a former Ohioan who's dating a, a former Ohioan <laughs> you know you can take you can take the girl out of Ohio but she, you know whatever got it got she goes back to beer mule for you <laughs> so. There was a passenger on a frontier airline that got drunk and apparently decided that uh he could uh feel up the flight attendants on their boobies parts and when people started like calling him out he started calling everybody idiots and talking about how his parents are rich and they're worth two million (laughs) dollars and they own a car dealership and that everybody sucks and he's better than them and it's like dude if your parents are rich why are you flying at the back of the plane on a Frontier Airlines flight? Right. <laughs> I mean, first of all, you're on Frontier, and second of all, you're not in, I guess, the first class of Frontier. if There even is, like, a better upgraded seat because you're near the back of the plane. And so, like, he was kind of getting belligerent, and one of the, the male flight attendants came up and uh, went to, like, deal with him, and he got aggressive, so the guy punched him in the face. And so mm-hmm. they just ended up uh, duct-taping taping him to a seat.
0: <laughs> and they duct-taped
1: his mouth, and I guess he broke loose of the original duct-tape and started shouting for help, and everyone was just, like, filming him and laughing at him. And then... Right. Uh, so they re-duct-taped his mouth, and I think the flight crew that did that have been suspended with, with pay pending investigation. Like, at okay. least they're getting the same, uh, the same treatment as police officers that, you know, are being investigated. Yeah. And so this guy is coming out and trying to be like, um, like, uh, talking about how everybody was just being mean to him because they were filming him and not helping him. And it's like, yeah, what were we supposed to do, man? Enjoy your, uh, enjoy your lifetime ban on flying a plane, on, on airplanes ever again.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty and much. She,
1: and she's the, this is the, he's the second passenger
0: recently that,
1: um, uh, was, duct-taped
0: to their seat by a flight crew. That is true. That's the new thing, man. You get duct-taped.
1: <laughs> and, you know, one of the things that they cut off during COVID on flights was alcohol sales.
0: <clears throat> you know,
1: so I think maybe he had to, like... It's like at Dodger Stadium when they had the outfield seats where they didn't sell alcohol there, and so people would just get drunk in the parking lot and show up to the game, like, already hammered and get, end up getting, like, in a fight or something and get kicked out by, like, the second inning. Um it's like that it's like are you know if the people keep acting like this they're never just, they're never going to put that uh they're never going to really put a uh, airline i mean put alcohol sales on the flights and that well i guess unless it affects the flights bot the air, airline's uh you know profits that much then then profits above people at all times right hey, yep dude it's <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy because, yeah, you're right. It's even it's hard to even get, like, food um, in the airport these days. Like, it's not even, like, that easy.
1: Yeah, I know, like, I have tickets to go see the Aquabats this upcoming Saturday at the Orange County Fair because
0: my mm-hmm. wife wanted to
1: go to the fair, and it's like, oh, the fair tickets are $14 or the Aquabats tickets were $20 and includes fair admission.
0: Oh, nice. So, but I know at the
1: fair this year now you have to um, – um, buy your, you can't go and order at the food stands You have to download an app And like pre-order all your food And then go pick it up when it's ready But they're also um, uh, Limiting the number of people in Like You can't just show up and buy tickets the day of You have to uh, um, Buy your tickets In advance So We'll see how that goes so, on one of Instagram's latest updates, Sean, they made, mm-hmm. they made a decision for you.
0: Oh, good. I like to be told what to do or have my choices limited.
1: Well, it's not so much your choices are limited, but you can change this choice. But nobody, if you don't know that they made this choice for you because they didn't tell you, um, then you don't know to, how to fix it or, know to, or to fix it, let alone how to fix it kind of a thing, right? And so I only knew about it because some of the artists that I follow on social media that draw scantily clad ladies mm-hmm. um, said that like basically with this new uh, change, you won't your their posts won't show up on your screens. So they have an option to filter out sensitive content, and they already have they automatically turned it on for you at the update.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so the way you change change it is go to your profile.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in the top corner, there's three lines. You click on that. Then you go to settings. And then you go to account. And there, there'll be a, a section where it says sensitive content control. And then you can, it's either allow, limit, or limit even more.
0: I, okay, I see. I see it. I'm on default mode, limit
1: yeah, that's automatically that's the default. That's where they um, automatically put you. So if you want to be, if you want to see, you know, more pictures of, you know, scantily clad ladies or whatever, then click on that. Which, you know, it's like if you, you know, if you verify that you're over eighteen and you want to allow to see sensitive content, at this point now, like they just open the door to let Instagram show full on titties, right? Maybe. Like, like, cause you can option you can opt out of it now if you don't want to see it. I don't understand. And if that's not why they did it, then I don't know why they did it. Right.
0: Yeah, I don't know unless they're just using it as a front for something else. Who <sighs> knows though?
1: Right. So, sp- speaking of something that could be used for something else, iPhone, Apple announced it. They're coming out with this algorithm to. S- Look through your pictures to find um, evidence of child abuse.
0: <laughs> wow!
1: And so, you know, I sent you an article. Um, the founder of the app, one of the apps that Facebook bought, WhatsApp, was like, "No, no, this is this is not good." Like, you know, Apple came out like one of their big things a few years ago was like, police wanted them to like create an app or create a program where they could go through like back get around security on people's on suspects phones so they can search their phones without a warrant basically mm-hmm. and they're like no no we're not gonna do that like and they kept touting their security and now they're coming out with this where it's like you know we're gonna have you know people like they'll be like uh, the computer will go through and like ha- have the algorithm to find things the pictures and then somebody will verify whether or not it's something that could be child abuse and then we'll report it to the authorities you know it's not like an automatic reporting system but then someone's like well what if i have pictures of me like you know horse playing with my kids and like i have there's one of the videos of me like throwing them into the pool could that be seen as being um, suspected child abuse maybe and,
0: maybe and not
1: uh, right and so th- but then the other thing that apple said was that they're not going to go through your phones for the pictures it's only whatever you have saved in the cloud
0: which interesting
1: again which helps the argument that a lot of people have why you shouldn't necessarily use iCloud because um, there I'm sure you know it's a thing of they can you know they might have it now in their terms terms and conditions where they won't go through your pictures but they also have one of the terms and conditions where they can change the terms and conditions at any time so yeah that's that's why I'm I, I never used the cloud I just keep my stuff on my phone mmm Computer. Makes sense. But yeah, I mean, you know, whenever people want to like violate your rights or take away rights or whatever, one of the main arguments they always do is like, but we're trying to protect the kids. The
0: children.
1: Right. So it makes it a thing of like, yeah, I'm against you looking through my phone. And it's like, oh, why? Do you hate kids that much? Yeah. Do you want to see kids get abused? Do you want? And it's like, no, dude, I just figure out something else. Like, or how about when like the school's called to report and say, hey, we have a potential case of child abuse here. You don't just blow it off and be like, uh, that's not enough evidence, you know? You shouldn't have to go through people's phones to find that shit. There's actual, you know, real-life evidence that can be used. Oh, man. So, speaking of the kids,
0: Sean. Speaking of the kids, kids, kids.
1: Disney announced that they're going to um, restart their annual pass system.
0: Nice. With with, with more monies
1: Ah. and lots of changes.
0: It's going to be so much more expensive. So there's four
1: tiers. There's the Imagine Key. They're they're called keys now. Uh The Magic Key to the park. And so one of the, the major changes is that you have to make reservations before you go. You can't just have an annual pass and just show up. Mm. Like, you can't be out during the day, and you're like, oh, hey, Disneyland's, like, right around the corner. Let's go over there and go on a couple rides and have dinner. You can't Mm -hmm. do that anymore. You have to uh, plan out your trip. Yeah. And I think they're trying to limit it so that people who are coming in out of state can go, because, you know, as much as people who hate Disney and Disneyland want to say that they're pricing people out of the park, that's kind of what they're – they're kind of forced to do it, because, you know, you go to Disneyland, like, on busy days – like, around Christmas or during the summer, you drive by there, and there's they have the signs lit up all around the park, um, we're closed, we're not letting any more people, we're full, maximum capacity, no no more No more entry, maximum capacity. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you're, like, from out of state, visiting, and you want to go to the park, and all of a sudden... Yeah, that, you,
0: you're yeah you gotta go to Knott's Berry Farm. Right. <laughs> it, <laughs>
1: At that point, you might as well just go home.
0: <laughs> go actually, pick up a... You go watch the pirate show, then you can go <laughs> watch Medieval Times.
1: Or, or actually, I've, you know, you can do the only good thing at Knott's Berry Farm, and that's just go to the Mrs. Knott's restaurant. Get some uh, blackberry jam and some blackberry lemonade and some uh, fried chicken mashed potatoes. Nice. That, that is, be that is it.
0: amazing.
1: Amazing. And if you're not from Chicago, then you can go to Portillo's. It's right around the corner too. <laughs> or if you're homesick and are from Chicago, then you can go to Portillo's around the corner. Yeah.
0: Either way. Yeah. Did they say how much like the first the first pass was going to be?
1: They, they have. I have the prices for all four.
0: Okay. Okay. Got you. Read it off. What What do we got?
1: So, I'll I'll just ask you for the two. What What do you think the lowest and the highest are?
0: The lowest is gonna be four hundred dollars. And the highest? And the highest is what was it before? It was around. I bet it's around. I'm gonna go fifteen hundred.
1: You should have went with your first choice on the second one.
0: What? Six, you oh, I, sound what like,
1: I sound like you're gonna say fourteen hundred.
0: Oh, oh no! I was thinking about sixteen hundred.
1: Oh, so based on Prices Right rules, Sean, you were wrong on both of them.
0: Oh no! Based on based on
1: like just the fact that you said four hundred and the bottom one is three ninety
0: nine. <laughs> <laughs> you're a you're bastard.
1: Off. You're over one dollars, Sean. You don't win. You don't win the showcase showdown.
0: No. Showdown. Oh, I was a part of, of a game I never asked to be on and, and didn't really try too hard.
1: So then so the matching key hard. is 399 and so you get it's available to Southern California residents only and you get you can make up to two park reservations at a time and you get 10% off of select merchandise and 10% off of select food and beverage.
0: It does it have blocked days? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what you could go only during Monday through Friday, right? And maybe well, a few Sundays.
1: Maybe a few Sundays during like our yeah. And then they have the Enchant key, which is 650, or 40 dollars a month. Um, you can make up to four reservations at a time, and you get 10% off of food, merchandise, and beverages. The Believe key is 950, um, and this one says, well, like, oh, it says re- the first the Magic key says reservations admission to um, one or both theme parks select days of the year. This, like, mm-hmm. and the other one says select days of the year the enchant key the believe key stepped up to most days of the year and you can make up to six um, reservations at a time and you get 10% off food, beverage and merchandise and 50% off of parking mm-hmm. or the dream key which is 1399 dollars or $102 a month mm-hmm. um, you can make reservations for every day of the year you get up to six park reservations at a time you get 20% off merchandise 15% off food and beverage and the theme park parking is included in the in the price gotcha so <clears throat>
0: so it cost about because i was looking up tickets a few weeks ago because my brother threw out there like should we go to disneyland when i go out there it, as just an option it went, um it's like 120 dollars for a hopper ticket to go to both parks so you got, as long as you go to the park four times, you'll 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 save money because you have to go at least three point three times to make your money back, to pay for the normal pass. So the cheap one yes. Yeah. So that's not too bad.
1: And it, and it also depends on how much you save on how much you buy of merchandise and stuff.
0: Yeah, and if you have like the most expensive pass, like as long as you go once a month, you'll it, you're good. And, um, and the best part is, is you could go, um, you go like on any day of the week. So, but I don't know why you would want to go in the summertime when it's super busy and it's fucking hot.
1: Right. Like <laughs> my, I told my wife, she can get my wife. I told her she, <laughs> she can get the dream one. And she's like, but I'm going to spend all your money. And I'm like, dude, you've been working a shit ton of overtime. We're good. Like you you we're, you're spending your overtime money. So don't come home <laughs> early anymore. <Nah.
0: laughs> but even with this one, I like, want your I want your ass to go right from work straight out there. Don't even come home. Leave me alone.
1: Right. <laughs> but like, if she goes, you know, even even if she misses like a month or two
0: with parking
1: and food and merchandise stuff, she'll probably end up c- covering that cost anyways. You know but just and also the fact that and I told her the, the the big one is the fact that you can go on every day cuz she wants to she'd want to go during christmas and she'd want to go during halloween and those are generally blocked with the yeah. other passes. Mhm.
0: So
1: sometimes you got sometimes you got to pay a little more to get a little more. Yeah. But then I also told her that when they go on sale it's her responsibility to get the tickets cuz I'm not going to help her in any way. Like that's not my problem. Like she works in front of a computer. If they want to sell like at nine o'clock in the morning, then you better be on that computer at you know eight fifty nine getting ready to um, log it's on in.
0: You, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: Are they only going to sell a limited number?
1: I'm sure. Actually, I don't know. Like, I'm thinking with the reservation system, they could oversell. Yeah. Because then they don't have to worry about like all the pass holders showing you up. Think they're a...
0: gonna... And you think they're going to lock down capacity, like they're only going to allow so many people in? I think maybe like.
1: And I think right now they kind of have a limit on capacity because of covid.
0: Yeah. Um but
1: I think even when they um, go full capacity they'll probably only do like like maybe 65 or 75% of the park admission can be annual passes counting on mm-hmm. just random people and uh, vacation people to show up and so they can buy t- have tickets and get into the park. Mhm. You know? Yeah. But as of right now, you know they keep raising prices and the park is still crowded. So obviously, they're not doing wrong as even as much as people complain about it.
0: Right. <laughs> you know that's my point. I was gonna
1: say about them pricing people out of the park is they kind of need to. It's like, you know, they, if, if 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 the park's full 100% full every day and selling out every day, then the price is too low. Isn't that the basic tenets of capitalism? Yep. Then why do the, it's like why do the most capitalistic people complain about Disneyland raising their prices? They're trying to get like somebody from the masses. I don't know, man. Either you're for capitalism or you're not.
0: <laughs>
1: and speaking of capitalism, so Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney for the release of the Black Widow movie. Because as part of her contract, she got paid based on a certain percentage of the theater sales.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But there was no... Language in her contract getting paid for any percentage of streaming stuff. So, like when you bought the, if you, you know, have Disney Plus and you paid the extra $40 to get Black Widow, um, only Disney is getting that money. And maybe some of the crew or something like that, but not Scarjo. That money doesn't go to help, like, pay her contract that she signed. Which is, I want to, it's like part of me wants to say a few years ago, but it's been quite a few years when the last time the Screen Actors Guild went on strike. Mm hmm. Um, uh, that was like the big component of them going on strike was because that was when streaming was new. Like Netflix hadn't started it yet and you can kind of like NBC and was like pretty much one of the only networks where it's like they had a website where you could go on and catch the TV shows if you missed it. So it's like if you're watching Heroes at the time, the big show, um, and you missed it, then you can go to NBC.com and watch the show for free. And so the screen actors kind of saw that that was going to be a thing. And they're like, hey, we want a percentage of the profits from streaming. And the studios were like, but we're not making any profits right now. And they're like, yeah, we know. And that's why we we didn't say we wanted a set amount of money. We want a percentage of the profits that you make when you start making profits. And they're like, yeah, but we're not making profits. And so that was – they held out for that. They wanted profits on future streaming money. So – and I guess uh, Emily Blunt is also talking, rumored to be talking about filing a lawsuit for the release of the Jungle Cruise that was released the same way, and I think her contract is set up the same way.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's interesting to see now that they're doing um, the how everything's going into like the straight into streaming as well. That they're not changing some of the language. I don't, I don't know if it was just. I almost feel like it's kind of like intentionally like going around them because I know they won't have to pay as much because of the movie cost, the movie tickets. But it's kind of fucked up, though.
1: Oh yeah, and and, and I know and it's kind of sad too because a lot of people are like, "Haha, she gets what she deserves," you know, because of her, you know, taking roles that maybe she shouldn't have. Like she did the—I um, oh, I can't think of the movie, like one that she did that was based on the anime. Where she was like the um, killer that was like she like died and was put in like a robot's body, and they're like that should have been cast as an Asian woman. And there was another movie where it's like why is she in this movie? And then she was gonna make a movie about a trans person and like she was gonna pay to have it made and stuff, and then but she was gonna cast herself as the star, and everyone's like no you need to have you should have a real trans person in this like ScarJo like stop taking stop. Appropriating roles for other people, and so then they forced her out of the role, and the studio's like, "Yeah, no, we're not going to make this movie now because we can't, we don't have a star." And so those people that are like think that she's taking roles she shouldn't, or thinking, or saying that she deserves to get, or do not get paid for being in Black Widow. Like those have anything to do with each other? It just sucks.
0: Yeah. So times are bad. Feeling bad. So
1: Kevin Feige came out and made a bold statement, Sean.
0: He said that they're
1: they're not going to release any trailers for the Spider-Man Far From Home movie. He's like, people, people are already going to go. We don't need. He's like, I think they're testing to see if they even need to release trailers because they're like, if you're going to, at this point now, you're either pot committed to the MCU or you've never seen one and you're not going to watch any of them because, you know. You don't care, and so if we're gonna make a trailer for this movie, it's not gonna sell you on seeing this movie. And if we do make a trailer, then you're gonna have all these people like trying to guess and
0: mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Is it just gonna be like Spider-Man and he's there, like I'm Spider-Man? And like that's the end of the trailer? No trailer at all. <laughs> Nothing really. Just gonna be like posters that it's coming out this date. Pretty much, yes. Wow. I kind of like it. You don't know what to expect.
1: Right? You don't have to avoid anything. And, like, you want to have people on YouTube when they do, like, a 15-second teaser trailer making a 20-minute trailer trying to find all the quote-unquote Easter eggs or whatever. The
0: way that Spider-Man eats this sandwich, it might be Sandman trying to poison him. Right. <laughs> you know, well, or, or even just, you know, he orders
1: a sandwich at a deli. The Sandman also has the word sand in it, too. <laughs> Sand, Sandman is the villain in no, Far From Home. Confirmed. Or No Way Home. Confirmed.
0: Oh, jeez. That, that's
1: probably what they would do, right? Or even worse. <laughs> Spider-Man walked by a subway. What does subway sell? Sandwiches.
0: <laughs> What's a
1: Sandman made out of? Sand. They both start with
0: Peter Parker's at the zoo. This must be going to be an attack of the Fearsome Six.
1: Yes. So <laughs> but the 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 one problem that could come out of this though is like um no hype? No, not that. Um like Michael Bay was one director. There's a couple directors and Michael I know Michael Bay for sure was one of them. Like when like the um as the Transformers movies were coming out, like he started like releasing more information because during the filming of the first Transformers movie somebody found out where they were staying broke into the room and stole their laptops and stuff because they wanted to get the scoop behind the scenes scoops on stuff. Mm. And so he's like, please don't steal my fucking laptop. It has like, it's not just a work laptop. It's like, it has personal information. Here's, here's pictures. Here's what the robots are going to look like. Here's this. Like he would, he was releasing everything because he didn't want his shit stolen again. So I hope they have everybody's like, you know, computers and phones and like Locked down and make sure they're never out of anybody's sight. Yeah. Because, yeah, that that's the kind of stuff that could happen. Is, you know, people that whose websites or YouTube channels are based around, you know, heart hype for movies. They're going to hire somebody to, or even themselves, go and try to steal stuff. So they can be the one to get the scoop. And I'm surprised I haven't seen any of the people that react to, like, Marvel stuff complaining about it. I've only seen a couple guys that do Marvel stuff on TikTok. And they're both like, yeah, this sounds pretty cool. Like, I'm, I'm for it. I don't have to worry about any spoilers. I can go into it blind, not knowing anything. I don't have to worry about like, you know, when people see something and they hope that's they have make a fan theory out of like one scene and then it doesn't happen and now they hate the movie. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, I don't even know when it comes out. I know they're like it's getting wrapped up. If they're talking <laughs> about the trailers, but I'm sure. Okay. we'll I'm sure we'll be. I'm sure we'll know. You know, well, it's, I mean, they'll have some sort of ad, even if they don't show trailers, they'll have they'll have something where they can advertise it just so people know it's out.
0: Yeah. No, it makes total sense. So, uh, uh, I I need a new beer before we get into this segment, Danny. It's gonna right. be a doozy. You do that. Oh, <sighs> all right, Danny. So, I was cruising around Facebook and. I follow a couple different publishers, um, and I was like, I saw the name of one, and I was like, alright, this is some, some funky shit, like, I gotta, I gotta dig into this a a little bit, cause I was just like, so, um, I was so puzzled by, (laughs) by the name, and I was just like, what the fuck, like, what, what kind of shit is this, where are we now, um, trying to scroll to get to the publisher real quick cuz I forgot who it is. Oh, oh it's I'm uh, first, seven, but... Yeah, 7C's.
1: Is it the yeah. number or the word?
0: Uh yeah, so it's the the publisher is 7C's and it's a it's the word seven. So 7C's seven does a lot of um oddball things, so it's not really kind of surprising. Um so I was just uh and they basically just there was a light novel and it looks like they just made a manga for it. But the it's called uh JK Haru is a sex worker in another world.
1: Yeah, I was scrolling through and I'm like, alright, what's which of these weird ass shits? <laughs> I mean and there's even like one that's either a rip-off of from somebody else or a ripoff of their own. <laughs> Theme, and it says the title is "Didn't I say to make me?" Oh, never mind. I thought I misread it. So they do the "Didn't I say to make my abilities average?" Mm. Trapped in a dating sim, is right above that post.
0: Ooh.
1: Ah. Yeah. So, anyways, carry on. (laughs) Muscles are better than magic. What's up? Muscles Mm. are better than magic.
0: Nice. <laughs> uh, so I decided. Um, so on Google Books, you some um, some books allow you to have a um, have uh, to do. You could read like an intro, like part of the book before you buy it. So I was reading it, and I was like, "Okay, the art seems fairly well done." um... Like it's written in a rather um, good spirit kind of uh, way, and I was like, okay, that's um, that's not too bad. And then, like, so the story goes that she uh, she gets reincarnated in another world, and based off how she grew up, she thought the best way to take care of herself was, uh, you know, to become a prostitute. So she also no, like- died. Yes.
1: This is, like, I'm looking at the back where they have the, just a the quick little blurb summary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says, uh, but my favorite part is, no cheat abilities, no powers, just her quick wits and naughty bits.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, one of her classmates, because she's, like, supposed to be, like, one of the popular girls... And so one of the nerdy guys is the one that like um tries to save her but gets killed by the truck as well because, you know, Truck Coon sends everybody to another world. <laughs> or or makes them zombie
1: um singers in a in a J pop group, like in um Zombie the Zombieland.
0: Zombies. So it gets when he come he enter ends up entering the um the end of the chapter and with him it's like he gets like all super like oh like you could uh you quit your job i'm gonna be a big old hero and and uh you almost be like uh his slave it gets super cringy at the end i was like oh my god like i don't think there's any chance of this being read like it's uh it's it gets into super cringe zone.
1: <laughs> no, no, I found one better. Booty, you started this, Sean. By the way, you have no yeah. one to play
0: but yourself. Yeah. So I got. Oh, you think this is the only one I have for you?
1: No, no. Did you did you get Booty Royale?
0: No, I did not.
1: Eighteen-year-old karate expert Misori Haiburu, moves to Tokyo to pursue her dreams of becoming a famous singer. Unfortunately, her sleazy handlers trick her into the adult entertainment industry instead. Her only way out, only way out, is to survive a martial arts tournament where she must find her way through 100 lustful male opponents. If she loses, she will pay the ultimate erotic price.
0: Jesus. How stupid. <laughs> How fucking stupid. <laughs> <coughs> Are they just running out of ideas at this point?
1: <laughs> it's like, alright, we got a karate tournament. She's gotta fuck them! No, Jesus. no, that's stupid.
0: I actually, I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I was telling uh, a couple of my friends about this, and one of them replies back with this fucking book, and I was just like, I just... <laughs> I was just like, where the fuck did you find this? Like way and like I just feel like this guy this guy's been holding on to this treasure for a while. But it's I called think... Dick Fight Island. <laughs> and yes, you can read a sample of it on Amazon Kindle if you want. If you really want to look it up. So in and, and literally this is like basically I feel like this is just a, uh, you know, this is for, it's for a gay guy. Let's just put it out there. Come on. Guys that no, no. fight are there's, super there's, muscular. There's plenty,
1: of, there's plenty of ladies that are into the, is it Yuri or Yawai? I think Yawai yeah, is the ladies yeah, like, and
0: Yuri is guys. I thought Yuri was, I can't remember. I can't, I don't,
1: yeah, but one or two, whatever. But there are plenty of ladies that are into that. And it sounds like Lord of the Flies with more dick.
0: <laughs> yeah, so there's eight different tribes of, and they send their best warrior to go fight in a tournament, and basically, like literally the pic like the intro picture is like a picture of the neck down, super muscular, like Chippendale, Chippendale style, with some giant fucking sword that's covering their cock, basically, oh. in different styles, and so my friend read the wiki on what it was about. <laughs> so to defeat the other person it basically the first one to come loses the match i
1: think i'd read something about that somewhere before i remember that concept yes <laughs> but you know the funny thing is is seven seas entertainment and all of their like smuddiness also does the my little pony manga, manga of course they do of course they gotta but have probably, something that help to help pay for all this more than their uh they're mature-rated stuff. There's probably dudes jacking off to My Little Pony wholesome manga more than they are the
0: porn manga. That is true. Dude, it was just like... I was, so we were all just busting on this guy. Like, where did you find this? How did they get recommended to you? Like, there's so many questions that were never answered. And they just left us hanging.
1: Of course, you know, this publishing company also does the Super X-Heroes.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know. of course, they have to be. <sighs> Ugh. Yeah, so it was a it was a, a ridiculous weekend, to say the least. I can imagine. I just it's I don't even know what happened.
1: So much weird. Oh, they also do. Uh, they got Darling in the Franks.
0: Hmm. Nice. I feel like I was on a on a good stroll through the night, and then I made a wrong turn somewhere, and then I went into a very dark dark part of the anime manga world that I never wanted to be part of.
1: Two-and-a-half-dimensional seduction. <laughs> a sexy cosplay rom-com. I have no interest in real girls' claims. Okumura, the president of the school's manga club. He's your typical otaku, assessed with sexy, fictional 2D manga characters known as Lillel. The new school year starts and a real girl named Lillissa whose passion... His cosplay joins the club. She convinces him to become her photographer, and guess who her favorite manga character is? Not only that, but is also is into modeling the fetishy stuff. The boundaries between 2D and 3D start to blur
0: as the hot blooded romantic comedy unfolds. That's how I met your wife. That's how I met your mother, kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh,
1: jeez. So. Going a little more wholesome, I came across um, an anime that was recommended to me by VRV called Remake Our Lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started watching the first episode, and, you know, about the time that an anime should be, I'm like watching it, and I'm like, wow, this seems a little bit longer than a normal anime. Maybe I'm just imagining it. And so I hit, you know, pause to see the time, and it was like 32 minutes in, as opposed to the normal 24 minutes. And it's like, oh, and... It's like a 51-minute – the first episode is like 51 minutes long, and it's like – but there's a couple different episodes in there because they have, like, closing song and theme song, even though they don't necessarily do the credits. It's weird. But then once you get past the first episode, it goes to the normal uh, 24-minute anime length. So I don't know what is up with the first episode, why they couldn't cut it up into two episodes.
0: They just wanted to give you a nice big platter of anime to watch.
1: So basically, the story is this guy. He's 28 years old, talking about how he's um, like single and he's having to move back into his parents because he was he's a he's a video game developer, you know, or at least works for a video game development company. And he was good at his job, but they just um they decided to uh, go more towards the um like gotcha games or the mobile games, and so they canceled the project he was working on. And so he was out of a job, and so he had to move back home till he found a job. And so he was like on his way to apply for a job. And he comes across a girl about his age, um, woman about his age, I guess. Getting, like, and he thinks she's gonna jump off a bridge, and so he like stops her. And she's like, "Wait, why did you think?" It? And so he's like buying her like coffee and you know lunch or dinner or whatever as like an apology for tackling her. And he was like, she was like, "Wait, why did you think I was gonna jump off the bridge? Did I looked that depressed." And he was like, "Well, he did kind of look sad and lonely." And she was saying that she's works make works for a different video game company, not the one he was gonna apply to, and they need. Um, a project manager. She's like, I don't know, where I'm going to have one fall out of the sky. And he's like, um, I can do that. And so she kind of gives him the details and he gets to work with like the three main people, the video game developers from um, what they call the platinum era, when like I guess the games got good. And so, but he's talking about how he just wishes like, and so he ends up like that project gets canceled. So he's out of two jobs now. And so he's home and he's kind of looking at his, and he's going through his room and he comes across his two acceptance letters to different colleges. One was like an art school and one was business and he chose the business and he was like, Oh, if I could only go back in time, I wish I could choose, I would have chosen the art school. And so of course he goes back in time to the date, like when he gets to pick. And so he picks the art school and he's, you know, um, in class. And of course the, like the woman that hired him is like his rival and He's kind of partnered, like he ends up running into the the three people that he wanted to work with on the video game. Like one's an artist, one's a singer, and one um, is like a writer. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, at first I was like, oh man, this is going to be kind of wholesome. Like, you know, even though he's like in the body of an eight, they're all eighteen, but it's like he's like an older man, and so he can kind of, I guess, take advantage of the younger girls, you know, with his like wisdom and maturity, and then. It's like, oh, man, they. Ha- I'm like, dude, they haven't done any, like, romance stuff yet. And then, like, the sixth episode, which is the most recent one out, ends with, like, Love Triangle being set up. And it's like, oh, fuck, they had to do that, didn't they? Like, it couldn't be anime without that. Up until there, man. Like, I was, like, <laughs> super optimistic. Because, of course, it's like you know, the girls that are in love with him are two of the three of the, the platinum era artists that he wanted to work with. But I mean, other than that, it's a good show. Like the, the interaction between the characters, um, like them, like trying to solve problems being, you know, college students in art school, like, like they have to, for their first project, they have to make a movie and one of the guys gets the wrong camera. And so he's the project manager and he kind of has to figure out a way to solve it and does it in a pretty interesting, solid way. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's just a it's a relatively wholesome show. I don't see it delving into anything like pervy. Like he's not there. I don't think he's gonna take advantage of the fact that he's um like older like mentally because he's had ten years of extra life experience where he's gonna try to like uh, hornswoggle the girls into something they don't want to do. But I don't know, man. It's on VRV remake our lives. And then I watched an anime movie with my wife called uh, Weathering With You. Mm-hmm. And so basically this guy, like, leaves, to- runs away from home to, to- from his little- this little island to go to Tokyo because he just feels trapped on his island because there was, no- you know, no way off. And so he ends up running into this girl who says she's 18, talks about how he has to listen to her because he's, you know, the superior, the older one, the senpai. Um, and it just—it's like the whole like backdrop is just raining the whole um, time. It's raining, and so you know it's like they kind of worked. It's, I thought and like I thought it was, had something to do with it. The art, like at some point, it seemed very reminiscent of the art style, or whatever of Your Name. But um, you know, it's it's a really solid anime. Um, both of them are actually, but weathering with you, he—it kind of comes down to the choice of what's more important. Um, like basically, the person you love or everybody else, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so he has to, he kind of has to make that tough choice, um, you know. And there's some kind of mysticism about the girl. It's, um, it's it's not as sad as like your name or the girl who Left through time, but there's definitely some moments of feels.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you just love chasing those feels,
1: dude. Some of the best animes, it's you know have the feels just you know anything by a studio ghibli or ghibli i'm not sure if if, if it's like gif or JIF. <laughs> um but yeah like they did a limited theater release like i guess right before covid because um the person that i went to go play magic with friend of the show mr chavo he uh he ended up catching up th- it, catching it in the theaters like a couple months before like everything got shut down okay and so we we're just randomly I was like at Best Buy looking for something and whenever I do that my wife usually just goes and checks out the movies and stuff now but it doesn't take her as much time anymore because now they only have like literally one rack of movies they used to have like five or six
0: so
1: it's kind of do one quick like thirty second circle but she uh, came across this one and wanted to watch it so I'm sure you could find a way to watch it but I just got it through the Netflix DVD because I'm an old man <laughs>
0: yeah you are. <laughs>
1: But you know, if you don't have the Netflix DVD and you have Netflix streaming,
0: you can watch a show called Glow Up. Um, so I will t- tell you, I don't know how many um, how many competitions you've, you've shows you've watched, but there is a huge difference between competition shows in the U.S. versus the U.K. Like everybody in the U.K. is just like. Um, so much more reasonable and then like, and then like everything like in America is like over dramatic and always like super like cat fight, just like douchebags running around. Like, it's just like it's so much different. Like it's a breath air of like people just being like, yep, you know, I wish them the best. And I, I, you know, it would, was, it wasn't my time. And it was just like, you are like why, where are all these polite people?
1: Well, because in America, both, being concerned about your your safety, other safety, and ha- and being polite towards other people are all so- seen as uh, signs of weakness.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, and that's also where you get the the Gordon Ramsay memes, where you see the Gordon Ramsay. It's like Gordon Gordon Ramsay in the U S. versus Gordon Ramsay in the U K. Mm-hmm. Like he's like calling everyone like you know daft cunts in the U S. and then everyone at home in the in the U K. He's like, oh yeah, no, you did your best. This is you could have done better, but this is pretty good. <laughs>
0: yeah so it's such a it's a it's definitely like more it's more fun to watch i guess reality tv in from the uk side just because it doesn't feel like it's just total unnecessary dramatic garbage so there's a couple different shows like there's like the cake the great uh british bake-off and and whatnot but the one that um that me and my girlfriend have been watching is glow up and it's a makeup competition um and it's um it's it's pretty interesting to watch because they make they definitely make them go through some serious challenges and they like they always have like a guest judge of the week and like based off who it is like what you know how like so like the first part of the show will be like a challenge, and then um, the winner usually gets like a special prize for just that week. So like some of them, um, like their appearance was in a book, in a fashion magazine, or from a, or they get to do a collaboration, or or special like training um, with like a very like a very top uh, person in that field that's also helping out. Like they did, uh, they were doing um makeup uh for um one of the shows that's airing in the uk right now it's like a old it's more uh old and they had to do like uh basically they had to do one side had to be a scar from a cut from four months ago and then and then like a fresh wound and they got like drawn random things so it's not just like oh let me look at making you all um bedazzled for like a Sunday night uh you know uh, dinner party or anything like that so there's a little bit more into it um but the part I like about it is that they do the first challenge and then there's two people that go in the hot seat and then they do the final challenge and then they you could be you could get yourself out of the hot seat and then whoever lands in the hot seat, the two of them, they go and they have a one-on-one do, uh, uh, basically like competition. But it's always like it's something simple, but it's challenging because they only give you like fifteen or twenty minutes to do it. So it'll be like you have to do this kind of makeup design on the person and on the person, and they always have twins, so it's always like two brothers or two sisters. That are sitting there, and you have to do like uh, a certain kind of technique, but you're measured on the standards of that technique. And you, uh, it's not just like you had the worst project, you actually get to go into a different room, and where you have to have a very uh, like a competition to save yourself,
1: right? I mean, that's that's kind of cool when they do that. Like, a lot of um, the comp, like the, I think the tattoo one you know, that they do have out here the with um Dave Gro not Dave Grohl, um, Navarro, Dave Navarro. Um but that one's like that's like you said full of just like backstabbing and petty bitchery mm-hmm. among everybody, especially
0: the dudes. Like the dudes yeah.
1: can be like the biggest backstabbing petty bitches ever.
0: Forget yeah. you know
1: what they say about women.
0: That is true. Like we watch uh, Hell's Kitchen and it's just like it's just so ridiculous. Like like it gets so tiring. Um Pretty quick, I'm like, I am like, I I'm done. Like we could take a break and watch something else. Yeah,
1: it's too like out of control. That's why I like watching um like guys' grocery games because it's oddly enough wholesome, more wholesome than any other cooking competition necessarily. Like,
0: yeah, like don't do it. Yeah, like, um, Chopped is good. I I like that one because that one's pretty straightforward. Um. Cutthroat Kitchen is uh, pretty funny, but that's just because I, I love Alton Brown. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Guy's Grocery Game is also a really fun one to watch.
1: Especially when Guy gets on one when he's, um
0: like, hassling the contestants,
1: especially when they're, like, regulars or people he knows.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. I always like how he's just, like, trying people's food in the middle of the competition. Like, bro, they're, like... <laughs> They <laughs> these four individuals are like cooking their heart out and you're just over here taking a chip to their food so you could try it like what the fuck But and to be fair though like there's a lot of times where he tastes it and it's like
1: um you sure you're good with that like he's kind of like you know he helps everybody equally like I've seen one where somebody needed something and um and they're able to go back and do more shopping and he was like what do you need? He's like, I need this. And so he went and grabbed it and threw it to and like, you know, got it for the guy. Or someone's like, Hey, can you, uh, can you stir this real quick? I need to check on that. And he's like, All right. So he just stands there and stirs it for a couple, you know, like, he's not there. He's like impartial, but if you ask for help, he'll help you. Not because he's favoring you, but because you just have to ask for help and he'll do it.
0: <laughs>
1: and I can't yeah. remember what cooking competition it was, but there was one. And I, she's been on other shows. I think I've seen her on Chopped, but this wasn't on Chopped. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was trying to open a jar of something and like was trying all these techniques to get it open and finally she ran over to the, gal- the crowd that was standing around on the outside and um, had her dad open it for her. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you know, it's like no matter where you are, sometimes you just you need your dad to help you. It's like yeah. one of the things somebody said. And then, oh, the other show I like to watch is uh, Beat Bobby
0: Flay. Oh, uh, that is a fun show too.
1: Because that's also because it's only like 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. Dude, Bobby Flay is a fucking beast. I don't care what you. I don't care if you like him or don't like him. He's a fucking beast. Right.
1: Like, you know, if I if I were to like judge, like coach somebody, like I could never. I don't have. I know I don't have the skills to beat Bobby Flay, but I know how to beat him. It's like one of them. One of the one of his like. If you make a mistake, don't panic. Shit's gonna happen. Just figure. Always have a plan B in your mind because that you know you watch Bobby Flay and he makes a mistake and he's like okay well I guess now I'm gonna do this instead like he just ro- he's like the Terminator he just rolls through everything and then the other thing is is like if you're gonna call something something make sure it's that like
0: oh you know? yeah definitely
1: like I've seen people that's like oh I made a chutney and they're like yeah this is not a fucking chutney this is something else you lose <laughs> like you get chopped because you called that a chutney and it's not like and I know I can't make any of that shit but it's like I, d- I just know what not to do I don't know how to do it I can tell you what not to do
0: <laughs> That is true. Like,
1: um, I can't think of his name. He does—he's like a YouTube guy that uh, um, does voice work and stuff. And um, I would—I would like say we saw him at Anime Expo too, but obviously um, that doesn't help. <laughs> 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 um, but he made a video about that where it's like you know, you know, after watching Chopped, and he's like eating like dinosaur chicken nuggets off the plate. Like, oh, what do you? What is that? Your plating, plating is atrocious, and he drops one, picks it off the floor, blows on it, and eats it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I understand my limitations. I know where my cooking skills are, but I also, like I said, I've watched enough to know when the judges say, all right, you, you did you did this, and it's wrong. I, I know not to do that. And yeah. also, like, the t- you're not competing against Bobby Flay. You're competing against the clock and your technique. You know? I've seen some dishes where Bobby Flea's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. and He wins because the person either like, fucks up or calls something something different or tries to yeah. make it too fancy.
0: True. Yeah, no, I mean, he's just a very experienced, um, competitive cook or chef. So, I mean, he knows how much time he has. He, he, that's the thing, like, I think people just get bite off more than they could chew. But I will say Bobby is not very good at Asian dishes, though. That is, like, his kryptonite.
1: Right, and he also, he has a hard time uh, keeping his penis away from hot women. Because, you know, from what I've heard, he likes to sleep around with a lot of people.
0: Because he was married, he
1: got divorced. Like, she, like his ex-wife was, like, one of the attorney generals on Law & Order SVU. Mm, gotcha. Like, the first one, the blonde. And then he, like, ended up hooking up with somebody else, so I don't know, man. It's his own personal life. It's not like a, there's. A, I mean, outside of him just not being, like, the best person sometimes. But also, like, if you're interrupting somebody and they're trying to eat dinner, like, do you always expect them to be super polite? Or maybe you could just leave them alone while they're eating dinner? I
0: mean, I mean, you get you get a nice cooked home- cooked meal. I mean, that's not bad.
1: Right. No, I was just talking about, like, people who are saying that Bobby Flay's... Like, oh, I ran into Bobby Flay. He was a dick. And it's like, okay, what was he doing when you ran into him, and how did you uh, approach him?
0: Yeah. So... That is true. Like, people, like, don't realize, like, um, you know, people want to go out go out uh, on the town and not get harassed about who they are.
1: Right. They want to have a peaceful dinner with their wife or family or whatever. You know, just because you see, like, a celebrity doesn't mean you automatically can go up and take their picture. They're, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, I was at the la county one of the la museums not the oh the getty i was at the getty museum Mm -hmm. and jason lee was there from clerks and my name is earl and i guess if you're even older professional skateboarder at some point (laughs) um but he was there with his wife and their kids and like the first time i saw him like the the toddler was acting like a toddler right like and I wasn't going to be like, oh, man, Jason Lee, can I get a picture, blah, blah, blah. I was just like, oh, hey, Jason Lee, like, I enjoy your work. Thank you. You know, or something like that, you know? Yeah. But um, the first time he was, like, having to, like, reprimand his toddler for being a yeah. toddler. And then the second time I saw them, they were out, like, on this, like, little veranda area where you can overlook, like, Los Angeles, see the Hollywood sign and stuff. Mm-hmm. And his wife was uh, breastfeeding their baby. Hmm. And I'm like, Yeah. I definitely am not going to approach in either of those situations.
0: Yeah. But
1: you know, I'm just going to walk by and say, oh, hey, Jason Lee, how are you today? And then keep walking. Still, no. Like.
0: Yeah. True. You're a better person than most.
1: Uh, in some regards, yes. <laughs> you know, everybody's got it. It's like. You know, if you want to be an average person, sometimes you just got to be a little better, but to make up for the times when you're a lot worse.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> uh, that is true. Oh man, uh, next week, Danny, I know I'm going to be reviewing Mass Effect Two. So much shorter time frame than last time. Then I've been uh, I. St- there's a, a new uh, of course because uh, I find all my animes off memes. Um, I'll have a new anime. I'll at least try. To, I'm gonna try to at least get finished through the first episode and give an update on what's going on uh, with that. You should just send that to me so I can um,
1: watch more for, of it than you and embarrass you for what not watching your show.
0: It's okay. Um, I I've literally stopped watching it twice, so I don't know how much. I, I really like the premise, but I, I just don't know if I could really watch this for multiple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
1: the game I'm playing, you know, I played it before a few times, replaying it again. Um, but I don't know why it didn't dawn on me the first two times, one of the quests, how fucking ridiculous it is. So, like, the villains have... Found, have found, gotten a way to find, track you, right? And so this mission is you you found out how they're tracking you, and you're going to go destroy the, the object that they're using to track you so they, they can watch you. They're watching your every move, right? hmm And so you're going to destroy this thing that they're using to watch your every move. Um, but you're also given the option to either just walk through the front door or sneak in through the back door. <laughs> and it's like, so... How can I sneak in the back door if they know what I'm doing and where I am at all times? That you know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't yeah. make any sense.
0: Who knows, man? Who knows? So yeah, but that's just that's that's
1: it's just weird. I don't know why I never noticed that before.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, all right, everybody, make sure you follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon Podcast, all those fabulous places. You can follow us on Untapped, Facebook, Instagram, all those fantastic places. Stop by and say hey. Tell us what you're drinking. Tell us what you're doing. All that fun stuff. Yes, please,
1: please be friends.
0: <laughs> right, everybody. Acknowledge,
1: acknowledge me, as Roman Reigns would say. Except by, notice me. <laughs> please, yes.
0: Uh, We'll see you later, everybody. Bye.